Welcome back to How We Can Fix It, the podcast where we discuss important issues that affect society. In this last segment of this five-part series, I will focus on teenage violence. Some things I will be going over in today's podcast are the possible causes of teen violence, the consequences, and if we don't do anything to prevent it, and what we, that's right, what we can do as individuals and as a society to put a stop to it. How many teens fear doing some of the things that were once taken for granted, like going to the local park to play ball, going to the mall with friends, and even going to school to learn? Teen violence is a serious public health problem that can have long-term impacts on health and well-being of individuals. Violence is the intentional use of physical force or power to threaten or harm others. Violence in teens occurs between the ages of 10 to 24. It includes such acts as physical fighting, verbal abuse, bullying, threats with with and without weapons, and gang-related activities. So many teens around the world are suffering, and many lives are being ruined before they even start. Teens are suffering because they live in constant fear. They are the victims of violence. Lives are ruined because teens that perpetrate the violence face consequences that can negatively affect their future. Now we ask, what causes this behavior in teens? How does a child that was once so loving and kind turn into a violent teen? How you were raised and whether you were exposed to violence as a young child plays a very big part. Being exposed to domestic violence, playing violent video games, being allowed to watch violent movies, and even watching sporting events like hockey games where there is cheering when a fight breaks out. This can all lead to the developing mindset that thinks violence is okay. In the two decades since Columbine, video games have been at the center of the controversy surrounding gun violence in America. Particularly violent video games. And it has experts and some parents alarmed. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. Does this sound familiar? Headlines like these depicting causes of youth violence are much too common in our society today. Of all these causes, I believe that allowing a young child to play violent video games is the most disturbing. Do parents not pay attention to the ratings? Do they not look at the reviews? Six-year-olds should not be playing Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto. These are rated M18, which... I believe is still too young to play games where the objective is to kill everyone and where women are sexually attacked. A six-year-old's brain is not developed enough to make sense of this violence. A teen might understand that it's not real, but it still has an influence. When I was six, I was watching Caillou and didn't have an electronic device to play games on. Today, young kids are playing violent video games and have access to so much violence in movies they are watching on Netflix and other streaming devices, and all with no parental supervision. Violence in sports is another one. Kids are reenacting what they see. Kids in minor hockey are fighting as young as 10 years old. There are even line brawls, where every player on the ice is involved. The worst part is, some of the parents get involved as well. What a great example they are setting. UFC and and MMA are two other sports that have gained popularity. Unfortunately, young kids like to watch this as well, often with their parents. Kids like to reenact these scenes. 
They do this on the playground at school and often get in trouble for it. You'll get some people say, it's all just for fun. They're just playing around. Let them be. But they're wrong. It becomes a part of them, a part of their personality as they become teens. They won't think twice about using violence to solve conflicts. If you don't believe that teens are affected by the violence they are exposed to, listen to this next video. It's a news story where teens are glorifying violence by videotaping stage fights and posting them on social media. You can hear others laughing, cheering, and encouraging in the background. Get him, dirty, get him, f***ing hammer him, elbow! Uh, I mean, these are kids flailing the heck out of one another, uh, being spurned on by uh, cries from the crowd to, you know, beat him and kick him and punch him, and it, it's awful. And there are dozens of videos posted on multiple Instagram accounts featuring similar acts of violence in Chatham-Kent. Domestic violence is another cause of teen violence that is especially disturbing. This type usually leads to cycles of domestic violence. Children grow up believing this is all normal. They often end up in relationships where they are the abuser or the victim. Studies show that children exposed to domestic violence are more likely to have difficulty in school, abuse drugs or alcohol, act aggressively, and suffer from depression. These children grow up in fear. They fear for their own lives and that of the loved one being abused. Their frustration leads to violence in their own interactions with others. They use violence to solve problems with their siblings and even with their friends at school. Now, what will the outcome be if we don't do something to prevent teen violence? Obviously, society is dealing with a big challenge. Thousands of people experience teen violence every day. It doesn't matter where you live, although teens from unprivileged neighborhoods seem to experience it more often and in more violent ways. For example, they experience more gang-related violence and teens live in fear. Listen to the following clip of young teens talking about the violence they live through every day. I don't want to live around my community where I got to keep on hearing and hearing. People keep on getting shot. People keep on getting killed. If you are scared of them, you should talk it over, not not try to kill them because of what? Because of being afraid. It's not okay to just kill people because you're scared of them. It just makes me feel more like I want I want a more perfect world. In Canada, 47% of students reported being bullied on school property. Studies show that suicide is the second leading cause of death in Canadian children. These are all preventable deaths. Thousands of teens are sent to the hospital for non-life-threatening injuries caused by violence every year. If we don't put an end to teen violence, the fallout for teens and society as a whole will be huge. Teen violence has a serious and lasting effect on physical, mental, and social health. Mental health issues that can lead to dropping out of school and committing suicide are on the rise in teens. So is drug abuse and other high-risk behaviors. If nothing is done to help teens, this behavior follows them into their future. So how does all this affect you? Because you will be paying for it. Because it puts a toll on our health system, our criminal system, and the safety of our communities. It increases healthcare costs. It costs money to put perpetrators through the justice system and property value in communities goes down. Do you want to pay for all of this? Obviously, we won't put a stop to teen violence. 
it's not realistic to say we can stop all of it. And I know you can agree with me on that. But we can put things in place to prevent some of it before it gets even more out of control. So, what can we do to prevent teen violence? If the goal is to stop it before it starts, we must look at the causes in the first place and what we can do as an individual, as a community, and as a society to help prevent it. As individuals, we need to be aware of risk factors. As young people, we can let the creators of these video games and the government know that we will not tolerate this violence anymore. That we want to see a change. We can have rallies at Best Buy stores to get them to stop selling these violent video games. We can write letters to the government to change policies. And we can be a mentor to young people in our community. Parents need to make better decisions about what their children are watching and about the video games they are playing. They should talk to their children about violence they see on social media. They need to become more involved, talk a lot, and be supportive. Teens are influenced by their social group as well as their family. Teens who have developed a good relationship with their parents will be a part of a good social group that is supportive. They will stay out of trouble because they know there will be consequences at home. Getting kids involved in sports, music, arts, and other activities that will keep them busy and out of trouble is also a good idea. They will have positive role models and feel good about themselves. As a community, we need to look at where violence takes place. What can we do in schools to prevent teen violence? How can we improve economic and housing opportunities in low-income neighborhoods? Do teens have a place to go where they feel safe? Communities should have mentoring programs where teens have positive role models that help them develop healthy relationships. Finally, in society, we need to create a culture where violence is not acceptable. Policies need to be put in place that discourage economic and social inequalities between social groups. We need to have programs in place to support teens and families that struggle with teen violence. Programs that focus on conflict resolution and life skills training. Governments also need to look at changing policies that not only rate video games, but also look at how underage kids get access to them. Banning them to children under 16 years of age and putting strict warning labels on them, just like they did with cigarettes. As well as introducing laws that make parents more responsible for allowing access to violent video games. Fines and possible investigations into the home through children's aid societies could also be a deterrent. If a grade 4 child tells their teacher that they were smoking cigarettes at home with a parent knowing, an immediate phone call would be made to authorities. Yet, when some child informs a teacher that they play Grand Theft Auto on the weekend, it is just laughed off with a subtle hint that maybe they shouldn't be playing such a violent game created for adults. This brings us to the end of my podcast today and the end of the series on violence. If you followed the whole series, I'm sure you can understand that violence in general is a big challenge that needs to be dealt with at all levels. I believe that starting with children to prevent teen violence and having programs in place to support teens can lead to helping prevent the other types of violence seen around the world. 
If you don't like what our world is coming to, do your part. Support teens to help prevent violence. Thanks for joining me today. And don't forget, tune in next week to how we can fix it.